Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D. Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Big Ah, it's not raining, Steve, because it's not the weekend. <laughs> I was about to say, maybe this is the wrong music for D. Ted Smith. I need to replace our cool intro music with... It's <laughs> D. Ted Country Ted Smith. Country Ted. Cowboy Ted. It's part, of the, it's part of the Ted talk this week. Oh, is it? It is. Well, then, well, let's just do it, Steve. I was going to say, I could quit beating around that country bush. Yeah. And let's go. That sounds nice. Ted Talks. Starring... I'll click on those thumbnails. You got to try a new thing, Steve. Okay. Last week I was at a country show. Mm-hmm. This Saturday, the symphony. Oh, is this the, the, the mandate? Yeah. Going to see a little Gershwin. I'm excited to hear how that goes. I'm pretty excited, man. Go to a steakhouse. I've never been to a symphony. Yeah. I've never been to Benner Royal Hall. I'm like, all right. I don't know how this goes. Maybe I'll get a glass of wine or... I don't know. Sit there in my seat and try to enjoy it and fight the urge to stand up and cheer for a song. You say that. I know you're going to be like five Miller Lite deep in the middle of the symphony, and you're going to be like yelling, like, I don't even know. Play. Get it, Gershwin. You got no run the jewels. I know. That's what I'm worried about. Standing up, just be like, yeah. Let's go. I love this one. Do it again. I will say that. Luke Combs was awesome. Dude, so I saw pictures. How, how soaked were you? Okay, I, mean, I know a lot of ladies probably so too. Hey, oh yeah, sorry. Um, uh, so I was I was doing stuff all day. So I got in there right during the intermission between the right before Luke Combs goes okay. on, and he was at Lumen Field. Right, I did not realize Luke Combs was that popular. I thought he was like a climate pledge arena popular. Migsy, but I mean, by the time we walk over that stadium, it is absolutely pouring. Mm-hmm. There, I don't think there was an empty seat anywhere on the floor. Like our section was packed. Like. It, it blew my mind. I figured, well, with the rain, people won't go, this and that. Wrong. They were tr- chugging beers, having a great time. Tons of beautiful women. Was it cold? It wasn't warm. It was okay. only like 65 degrees. Oh, man, yeah. But, I mean, people were still into it. I think part of it helped, too, that like people have been waiting to see a show like that. And keep yeah. in mind, you have Stapleton out of the gorge, so you basically have cut your audience in half. Oh, he was at the Gorge this past weekend? Yeah, Chris Stapleton was oh, at the Gorge Saturday night. Luke Combs. show there, Ted. What's that? I would have rather gone see Stapleton. Really? Oh, yeah, I love his stuff. I, look, I love Stapleton's stuff, too, but... Maybe not driving to the Gorge. I don't love him that much, but... Yeah, and Luke Combs is just a party. Yeah, I saw I mean, him rocking the Seahawks jersey, the old Largent, and right. the Seahawks hat. I'm like, man, he is pandering, but I respect that. He was, he was rocking a Seahawks hat almost the whole show. Like, you know, one of his famous songs is When It Rains, It Pours. So, I mean, the visuals of him on stage and it's dumping rain when he's singing that was unbelievable. I saw some of the pictures that uh, Stephanie Savoy took, uh, Ari and Mike's wife, who's, All right. who's taking, and, and the pictures looked epic because of the rain. Yeah, right? And then he gave, the, that was an authentic large jersey that he gave to a kid, and then afterwards we ran into the kid and her mom. No way. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that like, part. Sean got a picture with her. <laughs> like, Brad I, got a picture with her. So why did he give the drink? I mean, besides the fact that it's a cute kid, I bet. All right. So we. So here's the deal, right? So it's it's completely packed, right? Also, Luke Combs, I kind of liked that. I don't know if it's because it was Lumen Field, but the show was only about 90 minutes, which is oh, about perfect. perfect for me, right? Yes. Two hours, I get a little bored. Not t- You know, like I've seen some three-hour shows and sometimes get a little slow project. Uh, but I'm I not going to. I have gonna- no idea what you're talking about. You sound like my wife. <laughs> 
I was like, 90 minutes playing the bangers, slow song. I went and got got a beer. Uh, yeah. So then afterwards, where we were sitting was kind of where people leave the floor too. Okay. So there's one bathroom. You've never seen more shirtless dudes and women go into one men's room that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was just me. It's pure chaos after the show. Like everybody's using this one bathroom. It's obviously a men's room. They don't care. Nobody cares. And then like we're, we're a unisex country music fan, right? And like dudes are going in and coming out shirtless. I'm like, what is going on in there? Is there an orgy? And there's like groups of hot. I mean, people are just like, yeah. But then we're standing there waiting, and here comes this mom with this little kid in the larger. We're like, wait a minute, did you get the jersey from Luke Bryan? And she's like, yeah. And we're like. Is it just because you're in the front row? And the mom was like, well, we're like part of the fan club. We're from California. We were supposed to see him at this show, but it, wow. it got canceled because of COVID and this and that. So I think it helped that like, you know, when you're like in that like super fan group, like they, yeah. the, the artists kind of know you. And, and probably people like in their management, like, look, if you're going to super serve somebody, super serve the people who paid thousands of dollars to be here. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I mean, that little kid was a celebrity. Like everybody's taking pictures with her and stuff. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, not even a Seahawks fan then. You know what? I, I, I think, I'm not I think, happy. I think with the kid, they were like, we're Seahawks fans now or something. Oh, yeah. Really? You know me. Say when you're rocking the jersey. Right. You know me. Like, I've had a few drinks. Like, I'm giving the mom a hard time. I'm like, what are you, Niners fans? <laughs> yeah. Who do you think should be our quarterback? Is it going to be Geno Smith? Is it going to be Drew Locke? <laughs> you want Baker Mayfield, kid? Well, shut up and give me the jersey. Oh, that's cute. You did get the picture. <laughs> she looks like a cute kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like shots that there's only one Hall of Famer receiver in this photo. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was like the biggest rock star of the night. But yeah, I, I just couldn't get it. I, I, for some reason, I've heard stories about... I don't know if I would ask, though, if I could take a picture with your kid. <laughs> oh, they, they loved it. They didn't care? No. All no, right, no. that's fair. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, we started talking to them, and like, people were like... I mean, that's what I'm saying. People were in such a good mood. People were just like, oh, man, it's the kid that got the jersey. Like, we got to get a photo. Sign my arm. Sign my arm. I don't know how old that kid is, seven, eight. I mean, she was eating it up. The mom was laughing. I mean, the mom was more just laughing at us. Like, you guys are idiots. Like, you better be not our Seahawks fans now. And we don't like Russell Wilson anymore. What's your Instagram handle? I'm going to keep tabs on you. If I see you post one thing about the Raiders or about the freaking 49ers, I'm coming for that jersey. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I thought there'd be more, like, I didn't see any fights. I didn't even see, like, couples arguing. And it, it was just a fun night, and, and kudos to those people that stood out. And, like, we were kind of just undercover, and I had my cowboy hat on, so I was okay. You had a cowboy hat? Yeah, I got one made years ago in uh, uh, in a random small town in California on my way to Burning Man. Okay. You've seen me wear that hat. I don't know if I have. Dude, I wore it one year on Halloween with you. You did? Yes. Was I sober? Well, you were sober when we started. I don't remember this. Is it like a Stetson? No, no, no. Mine's more like a working man's hat. Okay. I don't Do know. Do you have a cowboy hat case for it? I don't. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, you should I, get one. I, well, I have a dilemma now. Because it got so much rain and stuff on it. I'm like, I got to clean this. But I don't know how you clean. It's kind of like, I don't know. Like, literally, the lady was like, I'm selling these hats, right? And this this town in California, I think it's Cedarville or something. If you go to Burning Man, you've probably driven through this town. There's literally a stop sign. Okay. Like, there's nothing there. There's a gas station. But years ago, we were staying there. And she's like, oh, yeah. I, like, just pick which brim you want. And then she's like, putting it in the water and forming it and put the court. So I've just had it for years. Oh, so it's, it's fully formed to your head? Yeah. That's cool. 
Yeah, but now I got to figure out a way to clean it and stuff. But yeah, I was kind of nervous. Like, ah, do I wear the cowboy hat? Of course you wear the cowboy I, hat. I don't want to look like a poser. This no and one's going to know. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, people were just like, great hat, man. I'm like, thanks. And honestly, it worked. Like, I was pretty dry on my shoulders and stuff because I'm wearing my hat. Did you have cowboy boots? Uh, no, I just wore my Timberland boots. Fair. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, that was the other thing. There were so many people in cowboy boots. So I was waiting for my buddy, like halfway through the show, outside the bathroom. And it is so wet. I mean, I saw so many people eat it. Yeah, because I don't think cowboy boots, for the most part, have much of a sole. Right, or tread, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. sorry, my bad. Uh, yeah, so you don't really get like that grippiness as you're walking. No, and it, and I'm saying, you know how it is when you're walking in and out of the tunnels? Oh my gosh, that must have been hilarious. As long as you're not the one falling, it's the funniest thing ever, watching people fall. <laughs> Yeah, and it was just kind of funny, too, because like, there were some really athletic dudes that bit it hard. There were some really attractive women that bit it hard. It was just like, oh, no. There's nothing more humbling. Now, and I'll tell you what, I hadn't been to a concert at Lumen Field in a long time. I forgot. It's, it is a little sketchy going up and down the stairs when it's dark in there. Yeah. What was the last? Maybe you've gone to one since, but I think the last concert at Lumen Field I've been to was when it was CenturyLink, and it was Metallica. And we went. I'm with you. Yeah. Right, because you do the stager. Yeah, and I think that was the last time I think I've been to an actual concert at Lumen Field. Right, because we went to Pearl Jam, but that was at the baseball that was stadium. That the baseball stadium. That was at T-Mobile. Yep, yep. Yeah, you're right. The last concert I saw in there was probably Metallica. Yeah, and that was a while ago now. Yeah, I've only seen a few in there. I've seen, well, actually, they're all, Luke Combs is probably the least known person. I've seen Metallica in there. Okay. U2, mm-hmm. Rolling Stones, <laughs> the Dalai Lama, and Luke Combs. Oh, the Dalai Lama, I bet the pit was insane for that one. Ooh, I'll tell you what. I walked into that one. Uh, turns out nobody else had been pre-gaming the Dalai Lama. <laughs> You're like, why are the lines to all the beer so short? Well, we were just walking in chatting. As soon as we got in there, it was like, ooh, we need to be quiet. Really? Yeah, just, I don't know. It was, it was like the Dalai Lama. Did you wear your cowboy hat for that one, too? <laughs> I don't think I had it yet. That was pre-Bernie uh, Man, Ted. But we were just like, yeah, we'll have a couple beers and sluggers before we go in. Because it's, st- it's hard. Like, for somebody like me that goes to that stadium so often for Sounders and yeah. Seahawks stuff, it's like, it, like even going in there, somebody's like, you're going the wrong way. And I was like, my bad. I'm just going to my seat. And they're like, your, your seat is behind the stage. But right, it's hard to stage to the Dalai Lama. It's hard to fathom going in there for non-sporting events until you get in there and you're like, oh, this is completely different. I wonder if there was much of a backstage vibe at the Dalai Lama show. I don't think so. No, you know, there were like some hot chicks just hanging out. I'm with Lama. What, drinking tea? Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We got a short one this week because we were we were jabbering. We were BSing. Yeah, it's the usual thing we do here on the Mega Catch. When we come back, we'll get into the wide world of sports. Ted and Steve need a minute to jump in the shower and crush a beer. The Mega Cast will be back. This Friday at Edison Square in Tacoma, it's Champ versus Challenger, Rebel Kell versus Steve Miggs for the SOS Championship. And it's time to usher in a new king of the island as Steve Miggs is winning, motherfuckers. Sorry about that. Um, That was extremely unprofessional. And it's time to usher in the new king of the island 
as Steve Miggs is winning you stupid motherfucker assholes that are idiot quads if you think Cal is beating verified Steve Miggs. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, I don't know what came over me. Ted and Steve have been awkwardly staring at each other for the last two minutes. Shirtless. WTF. The Megacast is back. Not wearing a swim shirt. No. <laughs> Never. Not the kid I used to rock a swim shirt. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Like, I don't, as an adult, and they're cool now. I used to just wear a t-shirt in the water, but right. I'm just like, man, I'm an adult. Like, I, like I'm not in the best shape. I don't know who cares. Track, but I, I, right, I'm, I'm going swimming. I'm not wearing a swim shirt. For me, it was always funny when I was a kid. I would wear one because I was so insecure. Yeah, and I was like, flat stomach. You know, granted, I was a kid, but like, I, I don't know what I was so insecure about. And it's like now as an adult, I'm like in my backyard. I don't care if I got a gut going. My wife's like, you just don't care if the neighbors see you shirtless, do you? I'm like, no. No. Why should I? <laughs> like, I'm not trying to impress anybody. The only person I'm trying to impress is you. And well, you're stuck with me. You're all right. You're already in the house. I already had that moment. It was so great, dude. This is such a dad joke. But I, I, I wish I had video going because I legit made my wife have like l- tears of laughter. Tatum's laughing, although she's two and a half. She has no idea why she's laughing. She just sees mom and dad laughing, so she's laughing. So we were talking about, I've I, I mentioned before, I, I, I have like these cysts. Like, they're not yeah. called cysts, though. Like, they're called like All right. poly or not. See, this one's definitely a cyst. You had a cyst on your, on your stomach. Yeah. Okay, so what I have aren't cysts, but they're, they're, they feel like cysts. But yeah. they're, they're non-cancerous, and they're just these things that just kind of exist in my skin. And they sometimes grow, and I have to get them removed, and sometimes they're just there. Like, if you rub my arm, and I any any Megacast family member, rub my arm. Rub my arm. Yeah. It feels like Braille in some parts, right? So I have one on my hip that's pretty big. All right. And so my wife's like, oh, I noticed the one on your leg. Somehow we were talking about this yesterday while we were outside. She's like, I can see the one on your leg. I'm like, she's like, are you going to get that removed? Does it hurt? I'm like, no, no, no. Just touch it. It's like, it doesn't hurt at all. And she's touching it, and it's just, it's just there until it gets too big where I'm like, I should remove it or it's bothering me. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm like, but the one on the hip is kind of weird. She's like, why? I'm like, well, it just it makes a weird sound when you touch it. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, try it. And so she pushes, and I push a fart out at the exact same oh, moment. Oh, 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 and she screams like as if that's the sound that this thing made. She's like, ah! And then I'm like dying. I'm like, and she looks and goes, did you just fart? I'm like, yeah. And I'm thinking she's gonna yell at me, and she's like, all right. That's not like you to do that. And that was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then we just couldn't stop laughing. So then Tatum wants to push it. And I have to make, so then the rest of the day I'm going, and she thinks it's the funniest, just thing, funniest ever. thing ever. Because she, you know, she sees us thinking it's funny. So now she wants to do it as well. We're, we're very mature in the Steve Miggs household, Ted. Hey, sometimes you just got to have fun. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my wife fell for that. I thought for sure she's not like, you know, it's, it's, it was just a, that's a, but you're not like fart joke guy. I almost fell for it. Was, like in my head, I'm going, it makes a weird sound. Well, next time we're wasted, I'm going to have to pull that out on you. So I pull my finger. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Ted, touch my cyst. Oh, touch my shoulder. <laughs> touch my cyst. <laughs> See what it feels like. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. 
Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. By the way, big news from uh, Smith Family Popcorn. What's happening? They got a shop open in Plymouth now. No way. <clears throat> yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So if you're doing some sightseeing, you're going to go to Plymouth Rock, stop by uh, Smith Family Popcorn. Get yourself some of that, uh, what the hell is the one we like again? Tuscan Joy. Tuscan Joy is good, and that's the vegan one. Yeah. Very good. And you don't have to be vegan to enjoy it. You can love love meat and love the Tuscan Joy. I'm clearly not vegan. The Tuscan Joy is delicious. (laughs) So how many uh, shops do they have now? Three. Nice. Good for them. Congratulations. Yeah, they had the original one in Hyannis, Mm -hmm. and then uh, Mashpee. And then uh, this is the first one over in uh, Plymouth. Damn. Yeah. Hopefully soon, West Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> or Puyallup. <laughs> or Puyallup. Just, just get out here. Come on already. Uh, all right. First of all, I wanted to make fun of Steve. Oh, this is great. Right? I was dying even last night, right? I, I, I could not be more wrong. Right. About hockey. Steve, I'll tell you what, man, they've scored a lot of goals in the Western Conference. And you're like, that's why I like the Eastern Conference. It's all defense. And that night I went home and texted Steve. I was like, what well, did you see the score? It was like 5-3 or something ridiculous. I know, yeah. It was like five, it was like four or five-two or something. I'm like, well, one team kind of played defense. I mean, granted, the Western Conference is already over. Oh my god. Eastern Conference is good because it's what is it, two two, I think? Two, Ranger, yep. Rangers and uh, Lightning. Yeah, and, and right now it looks like the Lightning are on an upswing. Right. I'm not even talking about. I, I know nothing about hockey. Clearly, although the Western one, I was right. That was, you were. Colorado's just better. It was just, and but both teams are scoring like crazy. What what is with my cousin? What's that? What my cousin just ain't doing well in there. Oh, Mike Smith. Mike Smith. Man, he looks so dejected after that game. I was like, and then it's like people were laughing. Like he made. He I saw someone on a goalie group of mine. It was funny. They're like the one shot he shouldn't have stopped. Would have been taken back for a high sticking goal, but he somehow stopped the one goal that he can't stop, only to let in a goal that he was supposed to stop. Correct. Right. I was like, yeah. But you could tell his mind when he saw that high stick touch the puck, he's like, oh, this is, that's a high sticking. That's a high sticking. He stopped it, but then they grabbed the puck again and they were able to put it in the net. And it was like, ah. Oh. Yeah. I was kind of laughing too as I was watching that game live. I forget who the color commentator was. And he, he goes, Holy yes. I know. And I was like, Did I hear that right? We played that on the air. That was the uh, funniest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that one, like, I, you can't get mad at a guy. That just slipped out. I know. He's calling the game, which is overtime. Right. Like, my reaction was like, Holy yes. And then he tries to say it again, but he goes, Holy sh- uh, shucks, a shoot. Right. That's the only place he messed up was he kept, he went back to it. Like, just, just move along. Move on. Move on. Don't dwell move. on it. Luckily, it's on TNT, which has uh, eight All Elite Wrestling, who drop at least seven or eight S-bombs in every game. Oh, do so, they? Oh, yeah. So you don't have to worry about the censors. You just have to worry about the advertisers. They might be mad. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, NBA Finals tied up 1-1. You mm-hmm. got Game 3 tonight. Uh, you know what? Hey, at least it's, it seems to be a good series so far. I can't get over Boston Game 1. Uh, fourth quarter was insane. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't shocked either way, too, that, that uh, Golden State kind of took him to the woodshed the other day. I, I'll be dead honest with you. I have no idea. I like Golden State. Boston just seems a better defense in a team. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't, I, to me, this series seems like it's just on a, on a track to go seven games. I can see that. Yeah, it's yeah. A big, it'll be like, okay, each time the other team's going to step up and answer to whatever happened in the game before. Yeah. I mean, we saw that with Golden State, the way they came back after that one, after game one. 
Right. So I'm like, that's pretty good. How do you feel about the rumors about the Sonics possibly coming back? Was it Vegas and Seattle potentially? I know that the commissioner shot it down. Yeah. Which I don't, I guess that makes sense. It's like, hey, we haven't made the announcement. I'm not going to be like, yeah, those rumors are true. I think it's 100% true. I do too. Like, there's a team coming. I, I don't know. That, that's because a couple people have asked me. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, for everything you could tell, the NBA is going to give them a franchise. It's just a matter of when they're going to announce it. Right. They just don't want to be like, yes, those rumors are correct. We will spoil our announcement now. Yeah. That's going on. I know people are mad at Silver. I'm like, well, what do you want him to say at that point? Like, I can't talk about it. Then that's basically him saying, yes, it's going to happen. So he has to shoot it down. Correct. And, th- and look, if you're a Seattle fan, this is much better than the position we in when they left and they lied. Like, right. I don't really care that they're shooting it down because every room, everything's like, oh, no, they're giving the Sonics a team. I mean, you got Steve Kerr wearing Sonics stuff. Yes. Like, like, yeah. And like Seattle, like the the idea that Sonics fans didn't show up, I think is left. The, you know what I mean? Everybody realizes now, like, oh, that was a money grab. They wanted to take that team to Oklahoma City. It had nothing to do with the fan base. Right. The yeah. fan base is here. And I mean, look, after... After what the NHL just saw with the Kraken, like the NBA would be insane not to get in this market. No, you got a perfect brand new arena and a fan base that's just dying to have the Sonics back. They printing money, right? Like the, you look at like the Seahawks the last ten years, right? You've had a lot of wins. That stadium's loud as hell, sold out. You look at what the Sounders have done. I mean, what was that a month ago or not even a month ago? You put what sixty some thousand, almost seventy thousand in there for a game for for soccer. That's not even MLS. Look at that's the storm. Cap. Right, the story. Like, so I'm just saying, like, right. If you're the NBA, it's like we got to get back into that market. Right, we we're a big four pro franchise or pro sports league. Like, you you know for sure this is going to go great. Yeah, and then the other interesting thing is, uh, it appears that like they're going to sell the Seahawks eventually. I saw that. Like, yeah. was, like there's like a clause in Paul Howen's thing. Like, after X amount of years, it must self destruct, kind of a thing. Like, it's basically, like, yeah. What a weird thing. And there's no there's no way out of it. No. So is Jody, if she wants to keep the team, she has to buy the team from herself? Correct. So the last thing I read, she was like, I want to keep a chunk of it. But yeah, basically they got to sell it off. I hear Russell Wilson might buy it. I, You know, I thought that was part of the reason he went to Denver, because that team was up for sale. But it looks like that's going to somebody else. Walmart. Right, Walmart. Yeah. And you have to assume the Bezos, if the Hawks come off, he's going to buy them. Because he's flirted with Washington and the Commanders. Mm-hmm. But like, right. You got your you got the main office right here. Like if the Seahawks come up, he's going to buy them. A massive franchise. Hopefully, within the next few years, we'll go back to their winning ways. Yeah, with and I Drew think, Lock as our franchise quarterback. <laughs> right, and I've said this before, but I, th- I think the I think the Seahawks franchise <laughs> that doesn't even entertain the stupidity that no. I say. It's like whatever, Steve. Right, we, this is just stopgap year. But yeah. they've won enough in the last ten years to buy a grace period. Yes, you know what I mean. This ain't this ain't freaking Detroit or Washington D.C. or. I don't know, Jacksonville, where it's just been year in and year out. You or, suck. Or the Mariners. Oh, Mariners. They've been better. Yeah. Hey, Julio Rodriguez, man. We're watching what could be the rookie of the year. Correct. Also, I got to say, I know nobody likes Houston. I don't like Houston either. Those Space City uniforms are awesome. Dude. They are so cool looking. Yes. I watched that little uh, bench clearing. like They didn't actually fight. Yeah. And I'm watching. I'm like, well, screw the Astros. God damn, that's a good looking uniform. I love the Space City logo and the way it was written out. I thought that was so sick. It's just the orange. That was part yeah. of the reason I started. And the like, dark blue. Yeah. Like when you couldn't go to that game this year, right? Friday night, it's the Oilers in town. And I was with, like. With those dark blue jerseys. I was like, yeah. And just the orange just pops. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Space City was a good look. We were talking about that on the air. I'm like, well, what would it be for Seattle? Like Emerald City. Now, obviously not Needle City. That would be very inappropriate. Um, it's got to be something with planes, right? Yeah, it could be. 
the pile. I mean, they could go with like someone brought up a point that said, "Hey, maybe what about Grunge City?" I mean, it's a little. I think in the nineties that would have worked. I think have it be flannel jerseys, not actual material. No, but it looks like flannel. Yeah, I think you could go Grunge City. I think that'd be dope. Well, because when you leave Seattle, I mean, it's still known for that. Yeah, it's a massive deal. Like I think in Seattle, if you ask people their favorite, like to me, there's three massive Seattle bands, right? You got Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, and Nirvana. Right. I think in Seattle, if you ask the average person. Pearl Jam too, buddy. Pearl Jam. Jeez. I know. There's Pearl a big Jam, four. Big four. Pearl Jam's just on another level. Yeah. I, I don't include them in that. Th- I guess I should. Yeah, my yeah. bad. Pearl Jam to me is just, they've ascended to like a different level. They just kept going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, I, of those bands, they're the only stadium band. Correct. That's a good point. You know what I mean? So, but to me, it's like Nirvana to me is bigger outside the city than it is in the city. I feel mm-hmm. like in the city, people will take uh, uh, Alice in Chains or Soundgarden or Sound- and be yeah. like, well, I kind of like them better than Nirvana. But like, right, when you think grunge, you think Seattle, Nirvana. Yep. <laughs> You're right. I don't. Yeah, Pearl Jam's in that same area. I just thought. I took two just, shots at Pearl Jam in one cast. I know. Geez, That's one what, more that, than our quota. That last one wasn't a shot at Pearl Jam. Oh, you guys just, are just ignored so, them. They're just so massive. I just think of them different. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. I'm going to get fired today, aren't I? <laughs> see, see, did Ted actually insult Pearl Jam twice on your podcast? Yes. Well, it's been a good podcast run. We are canceled. <laughs> did you just press your I, thing? Yeah, I just pressed my cyst. I mean, look, I'm sorry. Some of the best shows I've ever seen are Pearl Jam shows. And some of them, and I give them credit, they play different set lists. But some of them are just slow. Yeah, dude. There have been times where I've gone to a Pearl Jam concert. The one that bummed me out the most, and it was still great because it was at the Showbox. They did a warm-up show, I think, before the Binaural tour. or no, Yeah, I think it was Binaural, the album that they put out. And they're like, we're doing a couple warm-up shows at the Showbox. And I got right. tickets. And I'm like, I'm going to get to see Pearl Jam, an arena rock band at the time. You know, one of the biggest bands in the world. And I'm going to get to see them in a 900-capacity venue. This is amazing. I got posted up right at the soundboard. Thank God, because it got slow and tiring. I leaned on that soundboard like it was if it was my bed. It was, it was still great because it's Pearl Jam, but like they barely played anything upbeat. It was all like chill, just kind of in their own little vibe. And they must have been like in a chill mood. I think they maybe did Corduroy, and that was about as much upbeat song as you would hear in the entire night. Yeah, like I saw them once at the old Key Arena on like a weeknight. Mm-hmm. Like they cut off beer sales and it was just slow oh. and down tempo. And I was like, I think I'm like, I'm, I'm going to sit down. No, dude, it's true. Like it's, I always think they're great because I love Pearl Jam, but there are certain sets that have been better than others. And I've even yeah. listened to some of the bootlegs. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not listening to this record again. It's, it's way too down tempo. Yeah. Yeah. So. A couple good like upbeat hits, but then the rest are just like, okay, guys. We and want, I, and we again, want to rock. Right. And they're so big. I, I don't know. When I think of grunge, I just always think of those three bands. But you're right. Pearl Jam obviously is a massive part of that Seattle scene. I mean, hell. Right? <laughs> Ted's it. probably the best-selling album out of anybody. It's that or Nevermind. Yeah, or Nevermind. One yeah, or the other. Call. Yeah. But they're both up there. Yeah. All right. Well, we're getting kicked off because Ted hates Pearl Jam. Jesus. So we got to go. Do not put that. I'm kidding. I was like, don't put that in the description. Today on the cast, it's Pearl Jam. Steep. All right, I won't do you dirty. I'll just say and tune in to find out which iconic Seattle band Ted hates. Jesus. All right, that's fair. (laughs) Ted all of a sudden goes to a country music show and hates the music that put him at the station. That is, I I lost track of what I'm saying. I'm so disappointed in you, Ted. That's why I didn't go see Stapleton. Do down tempo. (laughs) 
<laughs> you didn't see him because I'm sure he's collaborated with Pearl Jam at some point. Or he probably likes Pearl Jam. He probably covered better, man. And you're like, I ain't doing it. I will say, if you want to get a crowd into a little bit of a country song, put on uh, Stapleton and Timberlake. Yes. That duet is phenomenal. That's, that's what got me turned on to uh, Stapleton, was actually yeah. uh, his, his appearances on the Timberlake record. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I got to check out more of his stuff. And then he also has a great song with uh, Bruno Mars and some other artists as well. It's like a total rock jam, but it's like no rockers. Yeah, they're like at the CMAs or something. And he does Tennessee whiskey with Timberlake. And then they do the Timberlake's drinking song. And I was like, this is awesome. Well, I've always said, this is my belief, is that a lot of, not all, but a lot of country music artists are, first they were rock stars. Yep. Then you get into the world of country. If the rock world doesn't work for you, you then you bump yourself down, quote unquote. It's not much of a bump down because country is actually a bigger format and a bigger genre of music. You become a country artist. If that starts failing on you, you become a Christian artist. Oh, yeah. And that seems to be the progression a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, those Florida Georgia Line guys. They I mean, were they, rockers. They look more like rock. I mean, they yep. might be a little more. But when they first came out, I was like, wait a minute. Those guys look like they they, they could be on our station. It's like, 100%. yeah, they're doing country. Like, but they were rock. Same with Keith Urban. He was like a rocker guy. And was then, he? And then it did, never never broke big. And I'm not saying that, oh, you're a failed rock star, though. so you do country and then you become a star. It's just maybe your style of writing worked better for country. Well, was it Post Malone trying to do country and then got into rap? Is that what it was? He's got something, too. Like, he didn't start rapping. I heard it. I was. I meant to check out his new record, but uh, a lot of people say like Pearl Jam. It's a lot down, t- down tempo. And <laughs> I am you. All right, I gotta get out. All of right, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, remember, remember which band made this station great? Said not Luke Combs. It wasn't Luke Combs. <laughs> well, we won't. Next week, it's a short episode. I decided to ditch Ted as my host, co-host. And I got Miz and Maurice from the WWE. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm recording an say, interview with them, so I'll put I it on next I thought you were going to say Matt Cameron. That would be awesome. I got the drummer of Pearl Jam <laughs> replacing Ted. <laughs> right. I had, ex- I had extra time because we're so down tempo, yeah. jackass. Yeah, apparently, you know, the rest of the band's sleeping right now because they're so bored of their own music. I wanted to do something this early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we won't be here next week, but uh, Miz and Maurice will be. It'll be a short one, but... Yeah. All right, nice. That's what we do. All right. It's the best that can happen. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at the Mega Kiss. See ya.